How to know the truth when the truth is hard to know. That is a topic we'll discuss today right here on the Christian Worldview radio program, where the mission is to sharpen the biblical worldview of Christians and to share the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm David Wheaton, the host, and our website is thechristianworldview.org. News reporting has become so politicized that it's difficult to discover the truth on a given issue, such as COVID or race and policing or election fraud or immigration and countless other issues. You probably noticed this. You turn to CNN and you get the left-wing viewpoint. You turn to Fox and you'll get the opposite viewpoint. Even what stories are covered and aren't covered is based on political calculations. In other words, what story that's covered or not covered is going to benefit one particular side. Then there's the big tech companies regulating content or just erasing it or putting warnings on it, whatever content they disagree with as part of controlling what they would call, quote, misinformation. Many people, including Christians, just don't know who or what to believe anymore. So, How does one know what the truth is on a given issue? A Christian's worldview should be based on Scripture. But how to apply that to contemporary events? How to know who or what can be trusted in this highly polarized and politicized climate? To discern truth from error on current events requires rock-solid anchoring to three pillars— from which we can understand the world around us. So again, thank you for joining us this weekend to find out what those pillars are. Now, we received lots of feedback after last week's program on early home treatment for COVID or outpatient COVID treatment rather than inpatient treatment in the hospital when it becomes sometimes too late. And frankly, it's a complete travesty that the information from last week isn't more readily known to a vast majority of Americans. And I'll say, I wouldn't have known if my parents hadn't gotten COVID and my older brother, Mark, who is a doctor, reached out and found out about these home treatments for the coronavirus. And I'm sure like you, I've encountered many people who have this mentality that well, I'm safe. I, I have the vaccine. They, they lead with that information for you. I'm vaccinated, therefore I'm safe. Or people who just live in abject fear of COVID. Or other people, you see this all the time too, where they're wearing masks outdoors. And you just think, why is everyone so afraid of something where 99.9% of people recover from it? You talk about, quote-unquote, misinformation. The, the level of misinformation about COVID and other things, whether it's policing and, quote, systemic racism, uh, transgenderism and gender identity and, and everything really today is just off the charts. Particularly with the issue of COVID, there is just widespread, I guess you could only say it's just delusion, and in this week, of course, the the Johnson and Johnson vaccine for for COVID has been pulled from the market after several people died after getting the vaccine. But I saw this news story from Bring Me the News, and it's titled "Centers for Disease Control Do Not Travel to Canada 
even if you are vaccinated. This is so representative of what's going on today. Get vaccinated, although you have to be careful once you're vaccinated. Travel to Canada from the U.S. is being discouraged by the CDC, saying that even those who are fully vaccinated could be infected and spread COVID-19 variants. Travelers should avoid all travel to Canada. Because of the current situation in Canada, even fully vaccinated travelers may be at risk for getting and spreading COVID-19 variants and should avoid all travel to Canada. What is the point of getting the vaccine if it doesn't fully protect you from getting the virus or variants of the virus or allow you to live normally? I think what's disappointing is that some prominent evangelical leaders have come out in favor of this worldview of getting the vaccine and therefore you're going to be safe. Franklin Graham, uh, son of Billy Graham, the head of Samaritan's Purse, wrote in a Facebook post on which there were 26,000 comments. He wrote something about the, the vaccine, encouraging people to get the vaccine. He said, the Internet is full of articles, theories, data, and opinions concerning the COVID-19 vaccines, both positive and negative. And by the way, that's kind of the topic we're doing today. There's so many different articles, theories, data, and opinions on everything in life today. You know, How do you know what the truth is? He goes out to, on to say, there's a lot out there for you to read. I have been asked my opinion about the vaccine by the media and others. I have even been asked if Jesus were physically walking on earth now, would he be an advocate for vaccines? My answer was that based on the parable of the Good Samaritan in the Bible, I would have to say, yes, I think Jesus would advocate for people using vaccines and medicines to treat suffering and save lives. Now, notice how the there's a little sleight of hand here. It went from talking about the COVID vaccine to to equating that with other vaccines and medicines. That's not really the question here. I think most everyone believes in certain vaccines and, and medicines to, to help people who are suffering and to save lives. It's that this COVID vaccine is a little different than that. It's not really truly a vaccine. It's a, a gene technology. It's a gene therapy. Never had a quote-unquote vaccine like this. No one really knows how this is going to uh, impact people on a, on a widespread basis. He goes on to say, in this scripture passage about the Good Samaritan, Jesus told about a man beaten and wounded lying on the roadside as religious leaders passed by and didn't help. But a Samaritan, considered a social outcast of the day, becomes a hero of the story when he stops and cares for the injured man, pouring oil and wine, which were the top medicines of the day, on the man's wounds. We also know that Jesus went from town to town healing every disease and sickness. He came to save life, to offer us eternal life. Did Jesus need a vaccine himself? Of course not. He is God. One more paragraph here from Franklin Graham. So my personal opinion is that from what we know, a vaccine can help save lives and prevent suffering. And I would say to that, we don't know that. We, we don't know how much the vaccine is saving lives. According to the Dr. Peter McCullough we had last week, the vaccine doesn't really help that much. It doesn't even necessarily guarantee you're not going to get COVID. And that's what the CDC is saying about going to Canada. Samaritan's Purse, he goes on to say, has operated COVID-19 emergency field hospitals, and we have seen the suffering firsthand. I also have staff and their family members who contracted the virus and spent weeks on a ventilator and months hospitalized as a result. I don't want anyone to have to go through that. Now, let me just interject again. 
This is why early treatment is so key. You do not want to get to the point of having to go to a hospital and getting on a ventilator for months on end. Vaccines have worked for polio, smallpox, measles, the flu, and so many other deadly diseases. Why not for this virus? And again, I would insert because this is not the same kind of vaccines as those other vaccines. This is a completely different one. And it's a vaccine that doesn't make you inoculated uh, from the virus of COVID-19. Since there are different vaccines available, my recommendation is that people do their research, talk to their doctor, and pray about it to determine which vaccine, if any, is right for them. My wife and I have both had the vaccine, and at 68 years old, I want to get as many more miles out of these old bones as possible. Again, that's Franklin Graham. He makes the point at the end, too. Do your research. Talk to your doctor. Here's the thing, is that people do not know where to find truth on these issues of the day. Even if you're a believer and you think you have good discernment, people don't know which sources to go to to try to determine what to think about things or what to do in life. Now, I think Franklin Graham is a good man. I'm not trying to disparage him, his character in any way. He's very bold for the gospel and in many other ways. But this post, I think, is very representative of people just not knowing what to do. And I think he's adding to the confusion We have no idea, again, if the vaccine is saving anyone's life. Uh, We know some have lost their lives through getting the vaccine. But again, go back to what we discussed previously. Early outpatient home treatment is the key. Well, it wasn't only Franklin Graham, it was also Robert Jeffress, a well-known pastor from Texas. And here's what he had to say about the source of the vaccine being derived from aborted babies. Well, look, first of all, we would never abort babies to provide a vaccine. But if we're talking about something from babies that were already aborted, I would just remind people the whole Christian message is that Christ, who was innocent, died for us and brought something good out of that unjust death. And I think if lives can be saved, even from the unrighteous killing of a baby, uh, that there's something to be gained there. So I would not refuse the vaccine on that uh, point alone. Um, that's actually a very difficult one to even listen to, to consider what Robert Jeffress said there. By taking that line of rationalization, you're basically giving cover or room to say to people who are for abortion that, well, look, look what good has come out of abortion. And then that from these aborted human beings, uh, we have developed a, a vaccine, so to speak, that can help people today. Um, no. Now, the left, of course, can't stand Franklin Graham and Robert Jeffress because they were both very outspoken Trump supporters. But now when they favor a leftist cause like getting the vaccine, and by the way, it is a leftist cause. It's it's all from Joe Biden on down, the administration, mainstream media. The big push is for everyone to get the vaccine. It's not that conservatives are against vaccines or even many people get this vaccine. And if you did, that's fine. Our point is that this is not a vaccine, a traditional vaccine. It's not totally effective. We don't know what the ramifications of an mRNA vaccine are long term. And why all the pressure for everyone to get it when there's such a big propaganda campaign? What's wrong with it? The Bloomberg News Organization came out with an article in response to Franklin Graham and 
Robert Jeffress encouraging Christians to get the vaccine. And they're, of course, a very leftist worldview uh, news organization. And they say this. Now, just look at all the propaganda in here. Three months into the U.S. effort to inoculate its way to herd immunity. Again, no one's inoculated because you can still get the virus even if you get vaccinated. And herd immunity, that happens as a result when people are actually immune to the virus, and that's not happening through the vaccine. So even the first phrase of the first sentence isn't correct. And then they go on to say, white evangelical Christianities. Notice the, the race politics here. White evangelical Christianities. Biggest names are coming out in favor of COVID-19 vaccines. Their followers' response suggests that won't be enough to overcome the country's largest pocket of vaccine resistance just as infections are rebounding. So there's the fear at the end. Infections are rebounding. What's the matter with these white evangelicals? They're the largest pocket of vaccine resistance. Why is it that white evangelicals, if this is in fact true, why are they uh, the biggest pocket of vaccine resistance? What is it about their worldview uh, that is distrusting of getting the vaccine. Well, I think maybe the, the program later on will hopefully answer that question today. Franklin Graham had told his Facebook followers this week that Jesus Christ would advocate vaccination, basing his interpretation on the biblical parable of the Good Samaritan. I read that earlier. The posting came after one of appearances from megachurch leader Robert Jeffress on Fox News and the Christian Broadcasting Network telling viewers that Christianity encourages looking out for others. There's always, whenever they use the statement of love your neighbor to justify anything, watch out. Their statements could persuade holdouts as the U.S. rushes to get shots in arms and fast-spreading COVID-19 variants take hold across the country. But again, we were just told by the CDC that the vaccine doesn't keep you from getting a variant. They're recommending no travel to Canada, and we know the, the vaccine doesn't even keep you from getting COVID. It's just incredibly confusing and delusional. So I want to be clear that I'm not saying don't get the vaccine because, okay, it's minimally effective. If you want to get it, go ahead and get it. Remember, you're not safe from COVID if you do get it, and you might have a reaction from the vaccine. And who knows what the long-term effect of this mRNA gene technology will be. And so just to summarize from last week, in case you didn't hear the program, to lower your chance of getting COVID in the first place, start taking immune-boosting supplements, vitamin D, C, and zinc, and others. Or hear the program last week. It gives a good recommendation there. And if you do get COVID, treat it early at home so you lower your chances of having to go to the hospital. Start out with Dr. McCullough recommended through this guide of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, get an antibody infusion from your local ER. And then you can take accommodations of medications in the first several days, ivermectin in an antiviral, uh, like a, a Z-Pak he was recommending. Then you may have to take an anti-inflammatory like prendazone and a couple other things that are laid out in that guide. We have it linked on our website, thechristianworldview.org. Try to order your medications in, in advance so you're not scrambling to get them quickly when someone in your family or you come down with COVID. They're not expensive if you buy them in the generic form. Frankly, it's gross negligence or maybe even criminal negligence that this home treatment, this outpatient treatment for COVID isn't being broadcast far and wide. And all you ever hear is get the vaccine. But even when you get the vaccine, you have to continue to wear your mask and say six feet away and you can't go to Canada. 
But just to conclude on this aspect, we received a very sad email this week in follow-up just showing how important it is to know the truth on these things and to share that truth with others. Uh, A woman named Deborah emailed us and said, thanks so very much for the COVID-19 program on April 10th with the doctor and the registered nurse. I'm very grateful. I have shared with many of my family and friends. Wish I'd had this four months ago when my mother, who was 86, and got COVID in the hospital and died. Thanks so very much. God bless you. Well, to her, we just express our our deepest sympathies. We wish we had been able to do the program earlier, but it really was as a result of my parents getting COVID and, and having gone through this early treatment protocol. But again, that doesn't make mainstream news at night, just vaccinations and lockdowns and shutting down churches and jailing pastors is where the level of delusion has gone. The Christian Worldview with David Wheaton returns in just a moment. I struggled with my identity all the way through my life. Lived eight years as Laura Jensen until I found the Lord Jesus Christ. The issues are unavoidable. They're on the news. The White House in rainbow colors. They're in our legislation. The Texas bathroom bill. In our schools. Drag queen story out. They're even reaching into our churches. Let us be the church together. We're not just talking about issues. We're talking about people. The proceeding is from In His Image, a 103-minute documentary film that biblically and compassionately addresses the issue of transgenderism. You can order the DVD for a donation of any amount to the Christian Worldview. Call 1-888-646-2233 or write to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331 or visit thechristianworldview.org. That's 1-888-646-2233 or thechristianworldview.org. David Wheaton here, host of The Christian Worldview. For over 15 years, our mission has been to sharpen the biblical worldview of Christians and to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. We pursue that mission on air through radio programs, in person hosting events, and online through audio, video, and print resources. We are an all-volunteer ministry, but have monthly operating expenses, the most significant being the cost of airtime on the station, website, or app on which you hear the radio program. We are looking for monthly partners so that each station or website is supported by its own listeners. The level of financial support for a given outlet is a key decision point whether we continue paying to broadcast there. To become a monthly partner of any amount, call us toll-free 1-888-646-2233 or visit thechristianworldview.org. Thank you for listening to and supporting The Christian Worldview. Welcome back to The Christian Worldview. Be sure to visit our website, thechristianworldview.org, where you can subscribe to our free weekly email and annual print newsletter, order resources for adults and children, and support the ministry. Now, back to today's program with host David Wheaton. I want to give a little follow-up on that church in Canada and the pastor that we covered several weeks ago, James Coates, the pastor of Grace Life Church just outside Edmonton. Well, this week... This is from Protestia, their website. Police and security put up a chain link fence around Grace Life Church. In a completely unprecedented move, police and security arrived on site at the church in the middle of the night 
and put up a chain and wire fence around Grace Life Church in Edmonton, Alberta, home of previously imprisoned pastor James Coates. In order to keep them out and prevent them, the congregation, from gathering for future services until they comply with shutdown restrictions. Remember, the shutdown restriction was something like 15% of capacity. Earlier this morning, Alberta Health Services issued a statement announcing it has physically closed Grace Life Church and has prevented access to the building until the church can demonstrate the ability to comply. That's always the the government's favorite word, comply, with Alberta's chief medical officer of health restrictions. Now, just think about this. There have been no outbreaks of COVID, no major outbreaks that we know of at Grace Life Church in Canada, yet they're erecting a fence around the church so that the parishioners can't go in to worship. It's just completely delusional, over-the-top, power-grabbing, the worst sort of tyrannical, religion-limiting actions that you can possibly imagine over this, this virus of which, again, 99.9% of people survive. And this church has a conviction that they are to meet in person. Now, just listen to what the pastor's wife wrote on social media. She said, this is what happens when you have freedom of religion in a free and democratic society. They jail your pastor for freely opening the doors of the church and serving Christ's sheep and hurting people. Now they've chained the doors of Grace Life Church and closing in chain link fence. This is all under the guise of a health order. Too bad the church isn't a building, she writes. It's a blood-bought people. Christ has and will prevail. We have an enemy, and that enemy has been defeated by the death and resurrection of Christ. For all those who find satisfaction in this, because there are many who do, who think, oh, they should be shut down. They're endangering everyone, even though there's no COVID outbreaks, and they've been meeting for months. You cannot stop the gospel, she writes. The name of Jesus Christ will go forth with even more power and more conviction. The word of God will sound out across this nation, accomplishing all the work God has ordained to glorify himself. Last paragraph. I pray for all the pastors and Christians that still think this is about a virus and health order. I really hope anyone who listens to this program doesn't think it's just about the virus and a health order anymore as well. Clearly, our charter, their Canada's kind of, you know, constitution and criminal code mean nothing as long as the government can come up with a good enough story to disregard it. God have mercy on our nation. I pray for their souls. They are clearly under God's judgment. Wow, what a strong statement from Pastor James Coates' wife named Aaron. Now, meanwhile... In the midst of all this continued COVID confusion, because that's really what it is, here in our home little state of Minnesota, we have had multiple nights of rioting, looting, and violence, not to the extent of what happened in this city last summer, but again, night after night after night. Why, may you ask? Well, another man was accidentally shot by a police officer during an arrest when the suspect lunged back into his car while an officer attempted to handcuff him. The officer pulled out a firearm and mistook it for a taser. It was a terrible mistake, and this is a longtime member of the police. But because the suspect, who, by the way, was wanted 
uh, had an arrest warrant out for for fleeing police and possessing a gun without a permit was a black man. Actually, he had a black father and a white mother. In this day and age, you're considered black if that's the case. I'm not sure why. That's why it's made such national news and the fact that the police officer was white, actually a female police officer. But all of that is completely irrelevant. He was not shot because he is half black. He was shot by mistake when he resisted arrest. And officers know that when a suspect lunges into a car when you're handcuffing him, he might be going for a gun. After all, the warrant they were had for him was illegal possession of a gun. So this is nothing to do with race, but immediately the media and politicians make it all about race. See, there's more systemic racism in our country. Another black man dies at the hands of a police officer. We need to end policing. Now, just to prove that this is not about race, the Derek Chauvin trial, the the police officer who kneeled on the neck of George Floyd back in May of 2020 before he died... That trial is taking place right now in Minneapolis, and there hasn't been—I haven't watched the whole thing, so don't quote me exactly on this, but I haven't heard one word about racial animus being brought up in this case against Derek Chauvin in the death of George Floyd. Is that strange? Because that was the whole justification for the summer of riots and looting and burning that took place all over our country. Remember, the the charge was there's systemic racism. We need to burn down this country. Well, surprisingly enough, that hasn't been brought up in the court case at all. What's troubling as well is that the, the city manager who worked for the city of Brooklyn Center, this is a suburb just north of the Twin Cities, close by, a man named Kurt Boganey. He'd been 15 years as city manager. When he was interviewed, here's what he had to say about the incident. All employees working for the city of Brooklyn Center uh, are entitled to due process with respect to discipline. Uh, This employee will receive due process, and that's really all that I can say today. Now, you might be thinking, well, what's wrong with that? Isn't every American guaranteed due process before the law. You know, he's talking about this this female police officer who accidentally shot this man. Uh, isn't she entitled to due process? Full investigation, and if it goes to court, uh, you know, her day in court? Well, uh, not so in 2021 America. This man was fired by the city for making that comment that she deserves or she, she'll get due process like anyone else. And what this man, Kurt Boganey, said is what I was simply saying is that everyone is titled, entitled to an examination of the facts before making a determination. You think? Sometimes that can be in relatively short order. I wasn't even arguing that the information that we have is insufficient, he said. I was just simply saying that every officer is entitled to due process. Well, during an emergency meeting Monday, the Brooklyn Center City Council voted to remove Boganey from his job and turn authority over to Mayor Mike Elliott. Now, this is a long way of getting to our topic, which is, why is there so much delusion? I mean, about COVID, about these racial incidents, why can't people discern truth from lies? Or maybe the better question is, how to discern truth from lies? And it really comes down to this. I've been thinking about this phrase more and more now when you get Two completely different perspectives on the same thing. It's all about 
where you get your news, so to speak. It's, it's where you get your information. It's who or what is informing you. In other words, what is your source for truth? That's going to be how you form any sort of viewpoint on any of these confusing things that are going on today. Every person's worldview is based on something. It has a source, or maybe even many sources. It could be a little of this, a little of that. It could be your educational background. It could be your upbringing. Uh, You could be someone who just bases everything on the science or the scientists or the experts. Or maybe you get your news from CNN and MSNBC. You wonder why people think the way they do. That's maybe completely different than a way a Christian or a conservative thinks. Well, they're probably watching CNN and mainstream media all the time, and they're just being fed stories that they want people to hear all the time. If you just take that in, that's what you're going to think. Or maybe it's just human reasoning, uh, their own quote-unquote common sense, uh, how they form opinions on various issues of the day. Now, to the contrary, when your source is the pure, the unadulterated, the unchangeable, the without error, the inspired, the never-fails truth of God's Word— You'll be able to discern spiritual truth from error and won't be deceived with these issues of our day that maybe aren't overtly mentioned in Scripture like COVID-19 or vaccines or uh, allegations of systemic racism and things like this. You remember the conversation that Jesus had with Pontius Pilate. This was the source of truth, Jesus, speaking with one who didn't even think truth existed. It's worth reading from John 18. Therefore, Pilate entered again into the praetorium, this is at Jesus' trial, and summoned Jesus and said to him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, are you saying this on your own initiative or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the the chief priests deliver you to me. What have you done? Now, listen to me to stop there for a second. Here is Pilate the governor of the region, and he doesn't seem to know very much about Jesus. Talk about misinformed and underinformed about someone who's been performing miracles and healing people and raising people from the dead. He seems to be very ignorant about who this person is standing in front of him. Pilate goes on to say in verse 37, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And then to which Pilate responds with this forever famous line, Pilate said to Jesus, What is truth? In other words, He's speaking to the source of truth, Jesus Christ, and he was to such a point in his life that he didn't even believe truth existed. And it shows in the next, the rest of the the passage here, and when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you wish that I release for you the king of the Jews, Jesus? So they cry out again saying, not this man, but Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a robber. Pilate had political power. He was likely probably quite well educated to have the position he did. He was sophisticated for his day, but he was a fool and he couldn't think straight. He couldn't make wise decisions. He couldn't discern truth from error when the embodiment of truth was standing there right in front of him. How does someone get to such a point? Well, someone gets to such a point by not regarding or not adhering to 
three pillars that gives a person the ability to know truth from error. And those three pillars are this. You have to know who God is. You have to know who man is. And you have to know how man can be made right with this God through the person and work of Jesus Christ. When you know those three pillars and you're rock solid on them, that extends out to discernment in all things. So let's go over the first one. Who God is. The entire Bible reveals who God is. And if someone doesn't believe in God, what does God say about that person? God calls him a fool. Psalm 14.1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Romans 1 says, the, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them. God's made himself clearly known, it says, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made, the creation, so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. And here it is, verse 22, Romans 1, professing to be wise, they became fools. So anyone who believes that there is no God or disregards God or believes in a big bang evolution, that's how we got here, believes that morality is relative, God considers that person a fool. Not just ignorant, but a fool. Anything that comes out of the mouth of someone like this who doesn't believe in God has to be then suspect. If they can't get this most basic point right, then you cannot trust anything that comes out of that person's mouth because they are, according to God's definition, a fool. If someone doesn't believe in the, the God revealed in the Bible, that person is really just like a boat adrift in the ocean. They won't know what to believe. They won't have the discernment because they can't even get the most fundamental thing right, the most obvious thing that God has made apparent to everyone that there's a creator over everything we, everything around us. The Christian Worldview with David Wheaton returns in just a moment. I struggled with my identity all the way through my life. Lived eight years as Laura Jensen until I found the Lord Jesus Christ. The issues are unavoidable. They're on the news. The White House in rainbow colors. They're in our legislation. The Texas bathroom bill. In our schools. Drag queen story out. They're even reaching into our churches. Let us be the church together. We're not just talking about issues. We're talking about people. The proceeding is from In His Image, a 103-minute documentary film that biblically and compassionately addresses the issue of transgenderism. You can order the DVD for a donation of any amount to the Christian Worldview. Call 1-888-646-2233 or write to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331 or visit thechristianworldview.org. That's 1-888-646-2233 or thechristianworldview.org. Be sure to take advantage of two free resources that will keep you informed and sharpen your worldview. The first is the Christian Worldview Weekly Email, which comes to your inbox each Friday. It contains a preview of the upcoming radio program, along with need-to-read articles, featured resources, special events, and audio of the previous program. 
The second is the Christian Worldview Annual Print Letter, which is delivered to your mailbox in November. It contains a year-end letter from host David Wheaton and a listing of our store items, including DVDs, books, children's materials, and more. You can sign up for the weekly email and annual print letter by visiting thechristianworldview.org or calling 1-888-646-2233. Your email and mailing address will never be shared, and you can unsubscribe at any time. Call 1-888-646-2233 or visit thechristianworldview.org. Thanks for joining us on The Christian Worldview. Just a reminder that today's program and past programs are archived at our website, thechristianworldview.org. Short takes are also available, and be sure to share with others. Now, back to today's program with host David Wheaton. The second pillar is, after knowing who God is, to know who man is. Whereas God is holy and powerful and creator of this universe, man is made in the image of God, but is sinful and corrupt. You have to understand the nature of man to have this discernment. Right after that verse in Psalm 14, chapter 1, where the fool has said in his heart, there is no God, what's the next verse say? They are corrupt. They have committed abominable deeds. There is none who does good. The Lord has looked down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if there are any who understand who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. And this is the passage that's quoted uh, in Romans chapter 3, that we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. We don't have a good nature. We're not inherently good. No man's nature is made in the image of God, but sinful and corrupt because of our sin. And the world is so deluded that man is inherently good. We naturally want to believe what people say when the president says something, President Biden or Anthony Fauci or these race baiters or the so-called experts or the scientists who get on TV and they're all highly educated. You know, it's very hard to listen to them saying something uh, and, and realize that all or some or part of what they're saying is is not truth. It's a, it's a lie. It just goes against our natural instinct. We want to believe people and people who are dressed nice and look like they're on TV and can put a good sentence together. If they were educated at Harvard, they went to such and such medical school or they hold this high position. No, they are fools because they don't believe in God and they are sinful and corrupt. So nothing fully truthful comes out of them. So we have to have that skepticism when we deal, of course, with with non-believers, but even with believers as well who may be believing wrong things about God in his word. Have you seen those, I think they're public service announcements on, well, I've seen them on Fox during some of their programming there. The ads are titled, I think, Rethink Bias or Love Has No Labels. Have you seen these little these little ads? And what they do is they have this giant x-ray machine where two people are behind the x-ray machine. All you see is their bones of their body, and you can see them sort of kissing or hugging. And then all of a sudden, they come around the sides of this big screen to reveal who they are. You can't tell who they are when you just see their skeletons. They're just human beings like everyone else, right? But when they come around the side, you see their identity. 
and they come around the sides to reveal that they're, they're two women who were kissing each other, two lesbians, or two people of a different religion. And then they always have a, a tagline like, love has no labels when it's, it has to do with homosexuality, two women kissing, or love has no religion, or love has no race. They're trying to influence people's worldview, and they say it right on their website. They say, love has no labels is a movement to promote diversity equity, not equality, and inclusion of all people across race, religion, gender, sexual orientation, age, and ability. We believe love is the most powerful force to overcome bias, discrimination, and racism. Some of their partners are the Human Rights Campaign, the big homosexual advocacy organization, the Southern Poverty Law Center, a totally leftist organization that seeks to persecute Christians and conservative organizations, Bank of America, Johnson & Johnson, just had their vaccine pulled, Google, Walmart, remember that formerly we used to think of them as a conservative outfit. They're one of the sponsors here and also State Farm. This is right from their website. Now I'm going to play the ad of the one where they have the two lesbians who are kissing behind the x-ray machine and they come out and they reveal themselves. And there's people in the audience, by the way, watching who's going to be revealed and they start clapping when they come around the screen. So just listen to this ad and I'm going to, re- I'm going to read you some of the lyrics to the music that's playing underneath this ad as well. And I can't change Even if I tried Even if I wanted to And I can't change Even if I tried Even if I wanted to My love, my love, my love She keeps me warm So again, get the picture Two people kissing behind a screen we don't know who they are they come out they reveal that they're lesbians and the song says and i can't change even if i tried even if i wanted to the point is this is who i am i can't change even if i try to change even if i want to change and with the the kind of catchy tune and the imagery Two people who are clearly in love with each other and then a kind of a crowd applauding them and then love has no labels, rethink bias or whatever the tagline is. This is too strong of a messaging that you will have no way of fighting this off, so to speak, no resistance to fight off such a catchy slick campaign if you don't have a rock-solid worldview based on these three pillars. If you don't know who God is, if you don't understand who man is, you'll just watch this and, oh, that's a catchy tune, that's a nice story, and that will just become in you. You'll have no conviction to be able to stand firm against that. I wanted to read more of the lyrics from that song because it's all about pushing the homosexual Movement, but I don't have time. We're running out of time on the program today. Just want to get to the third pillar from who is God to who is man to number three, how sinful man can be made right with the Holy God, and that comes through Jesus Christ. If someone doesn't understand this one, you know, believing God exists and understanding or being skeptical about man's nature is one thing, but this third one is the most important one. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, There is one God, 
and one mediator also between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony given at the proper time. If that's not enough to tell you who Christ is, Acts 4.12, There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Jesus is the only way, no other name under heaven that has given among men that we must be saved through him. There is no other name through which man can be made right with a holy God than Jesus Christ. John fourteen six, Jesus said himself exactly the same thing. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus is either a liar, he's a lunatic, or he's Lord, just based on that one statement alone. And your eternity depends on your answer to that question. John three thirty six, another black and white passage about who this Jesus Christ is. He who believes in the Son, Christ, has eternal life. But he who does not obey the Son will not see life, eternal life, but the wrath of God abides on him. And finally, in John 11, another powerful passage about the identity of who Jesus Christ is. Jesus said to, I believe it was Martha, after the death of her brother Lazarus, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. And he said, do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. And that, if you are listening today, is the way in which you can be saved. You can be, as a sinful man or woman, you can be made right with the the God who created you by doing exactly what Jesus said here. Do you believe this? Do you believe that he is the resurrection and the life? Do you believe in him that if you die, you will live eternally? Do you believe that he paid the penalty for your sin that you deserve to pay on the cross? If you believe in the person and the work of Jesus Christ on your behalf, you will be saved. And so do that today. If you've never done that, and you're listening today, you've never heard this program before, and you're wondering what we're talking about, this is the most important part of the program, about who Christ is and what he came to earth to do. God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Genuine conversion, regeneration, being born again, putting your faith in Christ, however you want to say it, is the door to discernment so you can discern and understand the difference between truth and error. Ultimately, if you reject Christ, what you're really doing is you're calling God a liar. It says in 1 John 2, who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? Anyone who denies that Jesus is the Messiah is not just sort of, you can take it or leave it. No, that person's actually a liar according to Scripture. So all Three of these pillars, who God is, who man is, who Christ is, must go together. Because when you come to genuine saving faith, God gives you something ultra important. He gives you his own Holy Spirit to live inside you, to illuminate you, to understand his word and to understand the world around you. He gives you new eyes and a new mind and a new heart to understand so you can have discernment on not only spiritual things, 
but even on things that maybe the Bible doesn't even talk about, a COVID vaccine, you're going to be at a starting point of having better discernment to know what is the truth in this. You won't trust so easily what those who don't even believe in God are telling you. You won't trust so easily man who's fallen and corrupt, what the quote-unquote experts say, even if they've been educated at the best universities in the country or hold high positions of authority and, and position. You'll know anyone who doesn't believe in God, who doesn't understand the nature of man, and who doesn't believe that Jesus is the Christ, has to be very, very closely monitored everything they say because they've already rejected the most important truths in life. So the more a source agrees with those pillars, the more I will trust it and vice versa. The less they do, the less I will trust it. Back to the first question of the day. Where do you get your news? What is your source of truth? And if you want to be more discerning about all that's taking place, read the word to understand better who this God is. Understand better the nature, the fallen nature of man and your own nature. And believe in Jesus Christ as being the resurrection and the life, as your only way to be saved. Trust in his work for you on the cross, his supernatural resurrection, and not any of your own works. We titled the program today, How to Know the Truth When the Truth is Hard to Know. Well, you'll have a much easier time understanding the truth on even contemporary issues of our day when you know Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Just a few announcements before we close the program today. If you didn't hear the program last week about the early treatment for COVID, we still have that guide linked in last week's program on our website, thechristianworldview.org. So be sure to go to that or send it to people you know who may have COVID-19. Inform people about this. If the mainstream media is not going to do it, let's do our part to share this good news. The gospel is the best news, but this is good. This can save your life, your physical life, while the gospel can save your spiritual life. Be sure to do that. Also, we are very excited to announce today a new sponsor of the Christian Worldview, Samaritan Ministries, not to be confused with Samaritan's Purse that Franklin Graham presides over. Samaritan Ministries is the health-sharing organization. We have been Samaritan members for many years. They are now on board as a sponsor of the Christian Worldview. We're going to have much more about them. You're going to be hearing from them and why they are such a fantastic alternative and option uh, to get out of the mainstream health insurance quagmire. If you're interested in finding out more about them, and I would encourage you to do so, just go to our website, thechristianrealview.org, and click on the Samaritan Ministries banner. Next week on the program, Ken Ham, the founder and president of Answers in Genesis. He'll be our guest next week on the program, so we're very much looking forward to that interview. He's someone who stands very firm on the Word of God, has strong convictions in a time where we need people and men and women like him to do just what he does. Also, just a reminder to order some of the resources that we offer through the Christian Realview Ministry. Our featured resource right now is the DVD documentary film, In His Image. We 
have sent out a lot of copies of that. It's still available for a donation of any amount to the Christian Worldview. And we also have a five-pack version of that. So if you haven't gotten that yet, it's on the transgender issue. It deals with it very biblically and compassionately. You can order it through our website, thechristianrealview.org, or by calling us one 646 or by writing to us, and all our contact information will be given immediately following the program today. We appreciate your tuning in today and for your support of The Christian Realview. And remember, we may live in a world where it's hard to know the truth. The news and information is so politicized now. Everyone's got an agenda. It's no longer just the facts. But the good news is, when you know who God is, that he's holy, he's the creator, he's the source of all life and the just judge of the universe, and you know who man is, that man is fallen and corrupt, And there's none who does good, no, not even one. And you know who Christ is, that he's the one mediator between God and man, the only one through whom we can be saved. And when you put those three pillars together and are genuinely saved, you have the foundation for being able to discern truth from error in all things of life and godliness. So until next time, Think biblically, live accordingly, and stand firm. The mission of the Christian worldview is to sharpen the biblical worldview of Christians and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. We hope today's broadcast encouraged you toward that end. To hear a replay of today's program or to sign up for our free weekly email or to find out what must I do to be saved, go to our website, thechristianworldview.org or call us toll free at one. 1- The Christian Worldview is a listener-supported ministry and furnished by the Overcomer Foundation, a nonprofit organization. You can find out more, order resources, make a donation, become a monthly partner, and contact us by visiting thechristianworldview.org, calling toll-free 1-888-646-2233, or writing to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. That's Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. Thanks for listening to The Christian Worldview. Until next time, think biblically and live accordingly.